with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver. The Lone Ranger. Hayo Silver! With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. And welcome to the Tales of Warm Box podcast. This is episode 369. Spotlight on Dynamite Comics, The Lone Ranger, number one. All in the comics. Tried to uh, do this several times. Um, this is the latest incarnation. I believe the there was one with Andy Parks, and I don't remember the artist for that. So they're they're back at it. Didn't they even do a Lone Ranger and Green Hornet at one point? Yes, they did. I did not get a chance to read that all of it, but I did not either. Um, I don't know. Dynamite Comics seem to they fall through the cracks. They've got some interesting stuff. They got a lot of TV, and and well, this is all. This was radio before it was television. Dad used to listen to it when he was a kid. We've done it. We did another Lone Ranger book a while ago. Yeah, if memory serves. Yeah, um, I don't remember when it was. It might have been the the very first run they needed to do. They did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. Uh, they did one where uh, I don't know, the death of Zorro involved the Lone Ranger. I think. Well, that's right. They did a they did a Lone Ranger and Zorro one too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think you know, Zor- I like their I like their hard I like their Hardy Boy and Nancy Drew stuff that they do. Yes, they did, and I, I need to finish that series. I've got those. Um, but yeah, I think the Nan- the Zorro rights rever- went to somebody else just recently. I saw a Zorro comic pop up. I don't remember who. I must have lost the rights to it. They did a lot of Zorro comics. They were actually really good too. Anyway. Yeah, they did. They've done. They get a lot of the old radio stuff that's been converted. That then went to books and other pulp uh, sources and comic books and movies. And they seem to gra- they seem to gravitate towards that kind yeah. of stuff. Do uh, the shadow? They got I get a lot. The last. Incarnation of it didn't appear to uh, stick around very long, but yeah, yeah, it kept going back and forth from DC to Dynamite, DC to Dynamite. Yeah, this is true. Well, they did the Batman Shadow. Uh, they did two Batman Shadow series. One that DC published, one Dynamite published. No, I mean that that DC at one point had the publishing rights to the Shadow, and yeah. then it went. Mm-hmm. Dead, and then it came back, and then it went dynamite, and then somewhere else, and then mm-hmm. DC again, yeah. and then who knows? I don't even know who has the rights now. I don't care. I've never been a big fan of Shadow, except for I, it's an interesting character. Um, I don't know. I researched it a little bit because you know that was another one that my dad used to listen to on the radio back when that was all you had. You know, the uh, have an old big huge acid battery like a. I don't know, twenty gallon bucket or something like that, and you fill it up with chemicals to keep it going. This is tales he's told me, and you know when it got dark, you know there was no electricity out there where he lived, so when it got dark, he just went to bed, and he would you know listen to the radio. The radio was the only form of entertainment they had, and Lone Ranger and uh, uh, Zorro were, and uh, Green Hornet were ones that he, well, no, actually the Green, not Zorro, but uh, you know those two radio programs. 
were uh, ones that he used to listen to a lot when he was a kid. What about Little Old Fanny? No, I'm sure he listened it's to that. It's time for Little Old Fanny. Yeah, I'm sure he listened to that. I mean, year, years ago, I got him uh, some uh, tape versions of the old radio program right there. There's that static again, by the way. Chris, oh, is you it? there? Yeah, I'm here. Chris? Chris? All uh, I hear is static. Oh, there we go. There you are. Okay. I haven't touched anything. Okay. I got you back. You're back. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Hey, let's jump into this. Okay, let's, let's go. You want to go first or? Yeah, I'll go okay, first. Go so this it. is Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger, the barbed wire years. <laughs> um, that seems to be the point to this story is... The invention of barbed wire. I did not bother to wiki barbed wire, but it seems to me that it's a big freaking deal in the story. Yeah, that um, that's actually a part of uh, American history. Uh, Lincoln County War is one, and uh, Billy the Kid was involved in that. Uh, this is actually something that happened in history. Yeah, and that, that's something I've found with these... Lots of, lo, lost, they, lots of Westerns about this kind of thing. They, they try and do the, the historical fiction, which clearly this is. So this is Mark Russell of Snaggle, Snagglepuss fame okay. and Bob Q doing the art. I've never heard of Bob Q, but uh, I would say oh. I'm a fan. Oh, so. Mike Allred cover. I didn't see that. And then Hassan Otsmain. El Hau, I don't know who, what he did on the book, but we'll see on the credits inside. But anyhow, this is a cool cover. We have the Lone Ranger is all barbed wired up. He's got his two guns, two shooters there. And uh, I've, I've, I've gotten caught in barbed wire once, and ouch. Yeah, that's not um, fun. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I'm trying to think of the uh, one, one of the movies that sticks out. There was actually a movie called Open Range that had... Robert Duvall and that did Waterworld it was about this kind of thing, and then uh, Kurt. Um, I'll think of the other one, Ten Star, and I can't think of the actor. Yeah, I'll be quiet now. But well, Young Guns was all about. Uh, that's right, uh, Billy the Kid. Land Wars. Billy the oh, Kid. The Land Wars. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's based on real events. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. And then, like you said, there's a cool Mark. There's a there's an all red cover, a Mike all red cover, which the actually silver actually looks better than the Lone Ranger on this cover, in my opinion. I agree. As I've a, never been a Mike, I've never been a Mike all red fan. Neither have I. Neither have I. But I was never a Kurt Swan fan either, and it's the same stiffness. Uh, okay, I, I've always liked Kurt Swan, but I, I see what you're saying. It is kind of stiff looking. And then we got a uh, uh, Frankieville. Uh, I can't remember who she first name. Any uh, very beautiful old western looking picture of the Lone Ranger looking kind of roughed up, riding towards us on silver in the background. A cool silhouette of the state of Texas with the sun rising up behind him, deep in the heart of Texas. And in the early days of the Western United States, a masked man and a Native American rode the plains. Searching for truth and justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear when from out of the past 
come the roaring, the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger, rides again. And I'm assuming that that radio thing that you talked about earlier that I couldn't hear is going to be that, it's, except the original. It's very close to that. Yeah. The thrilling days of yesteryear. Yes, yes. Right. Um, so, anyhow, so it turns out that Hassan Otsmain al who I got off the cover, is actually doing the letters. So that, somehow that he ended just, up getting... That name just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It kind of does not. But, <laughs> and we got that first cover. That first cover was a John Cassidy. Yeah. cover. And then, of course, there was the Mark Allred, and then there was the Francesco Francavilla cover, uh, which he got in some trouble a couple years ago with some, some butt shot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he I did that. Marvel, I think. Yeah. I think one of them was, uh, I'm going to say it was Electra. Anyhow, so we are now in Texas in 1887 in Def. Smith County, which I have no idea whether that's a real place, but I like the name. Yeah. Holy and, crap, I did not know that. Lincoln County Warriors in New Mexico. And this, yeah, because Billy the Kid never left New Mexico. Yeah. That was his, uh, that was one of his claims to fame, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a couple of uh, these uh, cowpokes doing a cattle drive. There's a... Uh, one gets breaks away from the herd. They don't usually run away, but it is running away from the herd and gets roped down. And then all of a sudden, the three cowpokes, they notice that their, their path is blocked by a fence of, hey, barbed wire. Damnation, says the lead uh, cow, cow guy, whose name is Eddie. And he goes in with his clippers. He's about to cut it. And he gets approached by... Three guys on the other side of the barbed wire, and one of them says, Good evening. You all weren't about to clip our fence, were you? Friend, I believe your property line ends back at Devil's Creek, says Eddie. And it's, it's a very, basically an amicable conversation about a very non amicable situation. And the second guy says, Save your beliefs for church, son. And he says, Look, if you'll just consult your land deed, second guy says the deeds are back at the ranch house the barbed wire is right here so basically saying uh, uh, yeah I'm here good luck and Eddie pushes his horse down and I think this is very cool he, he had it's, his uh, I, I, this was the first thing I had an issue with but that's fine go ahead so I, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody would do this. So he tattooed, rather than uh, Eddie, rather than dealing with uh, the actual physical maps, he had the map tattooed onto his horse. Very cruel, but also means it's always with him because his horse is always with him. And he shows the, uh, shows the map to the second guy who says, ah, flea dicks, none of that matters, son. And he says, now look, mister, the law allows us Second guy says, out here, the law is what a man carries in his holster. So I'm asking you, you feeling lawyerly? And I think that's a great line, by the way. Yeah, that's actually not bad. And he's got two guys backing him up, two uh, henchmen. I would say they're henchmen, yes. They're very hench-looking. Yes, they look, they look hench-like, yes. And we see a gentleman who's, now we switch scenes, a gentleman who's lounging underneath a tree. 
eating his lunch. He's got his white horse tied to the tree. We don't really see who it is just yet, but we can assume based on the cover and based on you can just see he's got a little tin star in his left breast there. And a little voiceover. Voiceover says, when I heard the shoot. Hmm? Long Ranger never wore a badge. Is that right? Yeah. I thought he did. He was, yeah, he was a Texas Ranger for a while, but right. uh, I don't believe he ever wore a badge. Hmm. So then he's voiceovers. When I heard the shooting, I didn't think too much of it. This was Texas, after all. The reasons one might hear of gunfire are myriad. There's a guy shooting at a rabbit. There's a kid shooting at a tin can. There's some guys having a, a stupid betting contest with a couple rattlesnakes and getting riled up with some guns. And all of a sudden... It's a stampede, okay. and luckily he's hiding behind a tree. I'm looking at some pictures, and I guess they had him wear one. That... I think he also didn't. He also wear one in that in that uh, semi cool one from the '80s called Legends of the Lone Ranger. I have, but the actual original character. I'm looking at uh, several pictures of him in JC. Uh, Interesting. Well, and, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, interpretation. And the first series that they did, he never either. Ever. Well, one of the. And I could be missing that he may not have a badge on in that. No, he like. had a badge in one of the covers. Yes, he did. That's the cover. So anyway. there's a stampede, and he's protected by the tree that he was leaning against, and. He and his horse just stand there watching the, the cattle run on by. And we jump ahead a little bit of time, and, and he's investigating. And it is, in fact, the Lone Ranger. He's the masked man of the West with his white hat and his red scarf around his neck. And he finds Eddie dead hanging on barbed wire. Because Eddie got shot up. Now we are at a ranch house, and it's uh, Eddie's two sidekicks who are with him are being held at gunpoint, their hands tied behind their backs. And that mean guy who was picking on them says, you all sit back and enjoy the hospitality. I'll be with you presently, he says to his henchmen and the two guys who were with, with Eddie. And now they're inside this ranch house, a bunch of uh, highfalutin Southern gentlemen, southern-looking gentlemen are eating, and one of them says, Millie's fried chicken is a revelation of delight. Where did she learn to cook? And the other guy says, right here. She's been at the double goat since she was a slave. Ah, different times. Yes. Shit. The only question that was settled was whether we should own or rent. And Millie does not look too happy behind him. She, in fact, looks very sad. But her fried chicken is a revelation. And yeah, why don't you go ahead and take it from this point? Okay. I'm a little tired. Oh, that's fine. Uh, let's see. Gentlemen, uh, one of the guys stands up and he says, Gentlemen, I raise my glass to you. You are the power of the panhandle and none dare represent sacred Texas without your support. So I hope I may count on you when I run for that most august of parliaments, the Senate of the United States of America. But no longer so august. Yes. 
Not much has Social changed. Commentary. Yes, not Social much. Commentary has, from Mark Russell. Not much has changed since then. You know, I think you can still uh, buy yourself a senator with enough money, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, that's it. One of them sitting down says, "I don't know what August means," which, you know, but sounds like it costs a, a pant load of money. That's precisely what it means. <laughs> but you got to feed the pig before you taste the bacon, don't you? And um. <laughs> See a panel of Lone Ranger. He's getting a big thing of gunpowder, uh, just in case. He's saying to himself, um, "Yeah." So uh, somebody walks in on it, whispering to uh, the the head of that particular ranch, "Like, what is it, Arch? Two more cowboys waiting outside, Mister Pringle. Let another left another lion in the dirt. Oh, God's teeth!" It's that guy that confronted the other guy at the yeah, uh, yeah, the with fence. the uh, cat scratch on his chin. Um, Odds teeth, yeah. you brought them here. Those open range cowboys are a nuisance. What do you propose to do about them, State Senator Rose? And he's holding up a sausage or something um, on his fork. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I would not. Come a courtin' without flowers in hand, and if you permit me a brief oration, and he goes on about how the sun is set on the wandering Indian, the lone adventurer, the open range cowboy, their day is past. As surely as a licentious Babylon was struck down by the Lord, and here's a typical, uh, <laughs> typical, um, politician. typical politician thing, putting God in there. Uh, so to shall barbed wire settle the spirited and even this land, the free foot and cowboy and Indian alike shall either be brought to heel or to extinction. If they fail to heed the writing on the wall, then by God we shall teach them to read. Laughing. Uh, he continues and he shows a. Yeah. They're gonna use the words though. He's basically saying, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come to heel, or we're gonna take them out. And he's he's putting it in uh, as if uh, they're they're gonna school them. Yeah. If they can't read what we're, if they can't read what we're gonna be uh, writing here, we're gonna teach them how to read. And what that means is we're gonna kill them. Yep. Um. Yes. Yeah, very poignant. So he's uh, got himself a uh, Def Smith, Texas little map, and uh, they're just going to uh, section off everything between themselves and a few others. With barbed wire. With barbed wire, and, you know, they don't really care who owns what, and go from there, which I believe that's called eminent uh, domain. Um, anyway, uh I have but one word for you, gentlemen. Expand. I bear a map of the new borders of our range, of your ranches. I know you're already gotten a little cute with where you lay your wire, but I say let us make it official. Say your barbed wire where your destiny should be. We shall close the open spaces and its trails and choke the vagrant wanderer from our land. Uh, much, uh, what you would call monopoly is. Yep. Uh, so anyway, it's going on, on back and forth, and he's saying, "I got. I'm gonna pu- propose a couple of bills." One says, uh, 
One seals property records from public inspection, and then the other empowers ranchers like yourself to legally execute anyone caught cutting your wires. Uh, and uh, okay. yeah, he's just like can't pr- can't prove can't prove anything, and we're gonna kill you if you, you, you try and disprove it. Exactly. Um, and the guy's like, uh, well, you're talking about starting a war, and you know, pretty much they said, uh, they're all good. they're all good with it. It's yeah, this is perfect. Uh, this is a very poignant phrase, and it it's not war if only one side is allowed to fight. It's civilizing. Or civilizing. He uses the accent, but... Civilizing. Civilizing, boy. Come on, boy. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? A real Uh, quick aside. Real quick aside. Barbed wire invented 1874, so about Mm -hmm. uh, six or seven years before this uh, book is supposed to take place. Actually, 12 years before this book takes place. I looked up the Uh, accounting war, too. And uh, it was the first wire technology capable of restraining cattle. So that's a big deal here. Oh, Anyhow. Yeah, it's a big deal. Sure. How about it? Uh, and basically, you know, hey, you got the cowboys here. So, hey, you know what? We'll just pass this law retroactively. So they're going to go kill the <laughs> two. They got sacks in their head outside. Lone Ranger comes up behind them and sets them free. He's, he's like, who are you? You want me to answer that question, or would you rather live? And then about that time, they show up. Your horses are waiting at their... No, ba- no badge, by the way. He's yeah. not, he does not have a badge. Yeah, that's I'm, weird. My bad. Huh. My bad. I, did th- I thought I saw it in that picture you said, too. So, um, yeah, I guess... Because I was looking at the pictures in, in that Ar- Army Hammer movie... Disney did. He had a badge on. Never saw it. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't want to. So one of the ranch hands gets shot in the leg by the Lone Ranger, and he says, "Shoot him, boys! Shoot him, silly!" Which is one of the most ridiculous calls for violence I've ever had in my life. Uh, so you hear a bunch of gunshots, and the Sunder's like, "Oh, now if you excuse me, I'm going out the back." Um. And all hell breaks, breaks loose. Uh, Lone Ranger's taking some cover, and they're shooting. Uh, you know, they're shooting at him. And Silver, he hollers at Silver. Uh, Silver, and he, uh, horse rears up and kicks him in the face and several other parts of their body. Uh, and then he runs. I did not. What? I did not like this depiction of Silver. I, I will. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't either. It makes no sense. Um, it seems. It seems kind of like straight out of like an old Superboy comic with Crypto. Yeah, and it, somehow, um, he always whistled for the horse, if I'm not mistaken. And, and he, the, that holler and silver rendezvous, seriously, um, looked ridiculous to yeah. me. Yep, I agree. Um, and the whole thing about them, him and Tonto, you know, we'll get to that in a minute, but him and Tonto, why isn't Tonto here? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, okay, anyway. Um, so, okay, gunfight, and the, um, Senator's trying to get out back, and says, good, uh, back door's quiet as Lot's wife, which I assume that's, is that a Bible reference? 
Yes, because Lot, Lot's wife was the one who turned around and turned into a, a pillar of salt. Ah, okay, gotcha. Not much of a Bible person, besides the fact that I live probably smack dab in the most religious part of the country, which is, well, ooh, yeah. that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, um, Silver's just running, seems to be running wild, which, you know, that's part of what we talked about, very uncharacteristic bumps into the guy, papers flying everywhere, and the Lone Ranger's kind of pinned down, and uh, he's shooting and shooting, and um, something I think is slightly uncharacteristic, uh, because Lone Ranger always shot in the hand and never killed in anything I've ever read before, but, you know, hey different interpretations, and uh, he shoots the big old barrel of gunpowder that he had put by the barn and blows that sucker all to hell. Okay, so you know more about this kind of stuff than I do. Uh, Would shooting a barrel of gunpowder with one bullet cause it to explode like that? Uh, It could, yes. Okay, all right. Because gunpowder back then was very volatile. Now, why a rancher would have a great big barrel of gunpowder laying around the ranch and I'm not sure. Now if it was a this was a mining operation where they were blowing up stuff to get to the coal or the gold or the silver or whatever then yeah I can understand that. So that's part of the problem right there. But these guys are these guys are, are cattle ranchers. They have nothing to do with gold and Exactly. Uh, so why was there a big, huge barrel of gunpowder sitting around? For the story, my friend. For yes. the story. I know. It's got really big holes in it. But anyway, so all the horses take off, and uh, Silver comes back, and the Lone Ranger jumps on and says, Yeehaw, which is another very uncharacteristic thing, because uh, he's always very serious. No, he actually doesn't. He doesn't say yee-haw, he's saying yeah. Oh, yeah, like giddy-up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he says, sorry about the barn, fellas. And he runs off with a torch, I guess. Yes. Not sure why, but, you know, well, that's just... And then, so the bad guy, you know, he cut the rancher, uh, the owner. And that's just Jolly Jack Splendid. So then they're off talking. He takes off and he's thinking to himself, what they were planning was nothing short of a war. Armies of outlaws covering the plains. I've seen this before. I know what it does to people. You think anyone will come looking for these rangers? What's left to look? They're showing a... Yeah, there's two guys. Yeah, two guys burying six bodies. Yeah. And uh, what it almost did to me. Six graves, five rangers what it did to me and it shows it and if anybody knows the if you know the mythos at all uh, they were ambushed and he survived was found by Tonto and saved him which as the story goes from the ones that I've seen um, he was when he was younger saved by the Lone Ranger uh, kind of helped after so somebody massacred his family. That's he was paying him back. He owed him, owed him his life, and that's why when he mm-hmm. found him, he saved him. 
Um, and that's why they went ahead and left that one grave and the whole bit. And the mask is actually made from the vest of his brother. Brother was with him. Um, and depending on which one you listen to, they uh, he was an, actually a lawyer that had come back and he joined his uh, the Rangers with his brother. And he had been off to school or whatever, and uh, this was like his first outing as a Ranger with his brother. But uh, yeah, so that's what the that's what they made the uh, the mask was made out of, and you know his old identity was dead, and he never took the mask off of again. That was kind Gross. of gross. Yeah, uh, that's kind of uh, and there was a big controversy when that the first uh, earlier Lone Ranger movie from the I don't know when that was eighties or whatever, and uh, Clayton Moore, the one who played Lone Ranger for years. Um, he w he'd always wear the mask just like that, and they made him take it off legally. But eventually, they let him put it back on and do appearances uh, before he passed. But anyway, little little side there. Sorry, I get to. Uh, this is one of my favorite characters. So I get I watched this with my dad when I was a kid, the '50s show. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I've got a couple of mock movie posters. There was a couple of color uh, movies in the 50s that were made. But anyway, uh, you know, Lone Ranger Creed and all that good stuff. So anyway, um, he's talking about, he's uh, loading his uh, gun up, and uh, he's thinking to himself, the ranchers will regroup. And uh, the Lazy Pajama, that's an interesting name for a ranch. Anyway, uh, thank you, Spaulding, for hosting this urgent gathering. They say an animal is most dangerous when wounded, but is not so. While we're seeing this, wounding diminishes a beast. Animal is most dangerous when it's been embarrassed. Well, that is true. Uh, so the ranchers are talking. Uh, steak's going to be a little tougher than we thought. I suggest we break open the piggy bank, hire 50 big, bo uh, big boys to help out at the double goat. Now, now, no point closing the barn door after it's exploded. Uh, animal, it's just like, let's make it a hundred. All laughing. So, Royal Ranger continues off. He shows him riding. He's still got the torch. Eventually, it's daytime. He takes it. He doesn't have it anymore. So, I'm going to need, this is bigger than me. I'm going to need help. He's not going to be. Yeah, they don't explain what he did, what the torch was all about. Why the hell? Did he I guess he it? needed it to see the ride, which I'm not really sure. That doesn't really make much sense to me either. No, and then it makes him really visible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the smoke. Anyway, it it looks really cool and symbolic, but it makes no sense. No, not really. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to need help. Yeah. And he's riding, and you see a couple of vultures eating on a dead cow. And, and he's in some town. He's not going to be happy to see me. Uh, but this conflagration will engulf us both. Only Our only choice is, is let it devour us. Now, I don't... I, I lost track of the Lone Ranger stuff because um, they started doing second version of the comic about the time where I went all digital. But they weren't putting the Lone Ranger comics in digital at all. So, I'm not what? sure. Yeah, there for a long time, you could not get it on digital at all. 
uh, on Comixology. Now, other places, yes, but, you know, um, I was willing to pay for it because I, I love the character. And some of it was really right. good. Right. Um, hmm. Anyway, because uh, Andy Parks did it for a while, he's uh, did a stuff for Green Arrow years ago, if you don't know who that is. Uh, I do. Yeah. He did some Green Arrow with uh, Jock. Yes, he did. Uh, he's he's actually a really nice guy. I've met him several times. He, he He's uh, from Missouri. In fact, I found out in February he's coming right here to my own town. It'll be a little art con, and they're going to have comics and stuff, and they got him to show up. So I went to a little mini uh, thing over the weekend and bought some comics, and they had, you know, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, it was very small. But anyway, still. Take him to lunch. Where I, I, I'm thinking about it, actually. Where this is all going is it looks like there's some kind of rift between the two, and they've done that before. Oh, between the lone rift? Yes, we're back, yeah, we're back to the comic book, by the way. Folks. Yes, by, back to the comic book. Why I brought all that up is because, obviously, they're not in uh, Friends right now for whatever reason something happened now, Lone Ranger I, and he's talking about Lone Ranger and Tonto yeah again back to the comic <laughs> uh, sorry I'm, I'm my, my mind's all over the place this morning. too much uh, it's okay. caffeine but anyway something they might I don't know if this story done you know continuity or that's why they're not talking because they are like Batman and Robin and Anyway, long story short, uh, trying to make peace with him. Uh, Tonto was the one that saved him from the ambush. Said earlier, uh, he said basically he was saying, you know, we have to let it devour us or stamp it out at its source. So he's walking on there in there, and he says, "It's me, it's John. Been a while. I know you told me not to look for you. I never understood why you saved me that day." But I know the price you've paid since then. And see, that's another thing. It's like after he saved him and he became a Lone Ranger, then they parted ways. Well, that's not in any story I've ever seen. Whatever. It's, <laughs> it's showing um, his village getting, you know, it looks like his Indian village getting burned down. Uh,. And he continues talking, I swore that I would never again request of you the instrument of my salvation, but in the days to come I believe we shall have need of each other. I do not know for which cosmic purpose providence has joined us, but I believe it must have something to do with the peril about to unfold. God the Great Spirit Fate, all just names we invoke for tasks too great to bear alone. He's kind of staring there, looking at the fire, and there's a tree next to the fire in a teepee. And we're seeing a flashback he's listening to the ranchers. I was there at the Double Goat. And I heard their plans to fence this land, forever closing it to the Comanche and white man alike. Their vision to remake this land in their own image. Now, see, this dialogue of his is a lot truer to, you know, everything I've seen before and read in books and watched on TV because he was a very educated man. And we're back to that meeting back at the uh, yes. that ranch where the politician was uh, begging for money so he could, uh, and then he would uh, uh, give his friends all the land. The uh, uh, what the hell is the name of that area? I don't uh, know, whatever. Death something. 
Yeah, deaf, deaf guy. Yes, deaf Fred or something. Yeah. yeah anyway, so he's uh, you know, flashback, and you can tell because it's it's just a tinge of a gray color to the thing. But anyway, he's talking. Tell me, Senator, how many mm-hmm. head of cattle do you own in the cottage? Oh, none myself. I'm a cotton man, which you would call him a carpetbagger. Uh, <laughs> cotton, uh, yes. and they're laughing at him. I hear they make women's panties out of cotton now, nowadays. Now, now, gentlemen, everything I hold sacred I learned at the edification of cotton. In fact, I believe cotton plantation represents the perfect blueprint for American civilization. Every law and policy I support, I do it in emulation of the cotton plantation. Which, you know, if you know any of your history, that's slaves is big time in the South. That's one of the things they fought over. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you talk to, you know, states' rights was the main issue, but slavery was the root of it all. You see a great big house, and he's talking uh, where everyone has gainful employment and purpose, a place where men, women, and all races live harmoniously within their station. Where the woman folk remain at home happy in their domestic labors, and it shows a woman pregnant sewing uh, some needlepoint, I believe. Uh, and then you see where the blacks and browns toil in the fields, and you have uh, they're they're the ones actually. What's the word I'm looking for? Harvesting. Hey, remember that those are the words on the book. Now those are not Chris's words. No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This guy's monologuing here. Sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> Don't want see, anybody to be mistaken. But... Yeah. Now, if you hear some snark in my voice, I lived in the South for nine years, and even. Um, Today, you would be surprised at how people view each other there. So he continues, uh, where the poor whites have their guns, that one, and a few old rich men rule it all from the porch. Drinking a mint julep, son. Yes. He's got a mint julep right. right there in his hand, son. Yes, if you ever get a chance, if, I mean, if you're not a Quentin Tarantino fan, it might not be your cup of tea. I usually am. Candyland. Yeah. Uh, the Django Unchained was an excellent movie. And it's all, it's all over the place about this particular thing. Um, and he continues, I never know when a pure, more des- desirous vision of the future. And it all began with barbed wire. This gentleman is a sacred model upon which we shall build Texas. And they're like, here, here. So anyway, uh, upon, yeah. So he heard it all. And he's telling Tano this one. Well, can I at least have an answer? And you hear a rustle, and he turns around, and uh, toddles up in the tree with a gun on him. It's like, okay, word is. And that's the end of the issue. Yes. Uh, you know what? I was wrong. I liked it the first time, and not such a fan the second well, time. Well, yeah, and I kind of poo-pooed on it, but um, I don't know. They... They tried certain things, like, okay, in the Andy Parks one, there was a, one of the stories that he did which really bothered me. Um, he come up on a gunfighter, an old gunfighter. He wouldn't back down, and, and to save this guy's life, he shot him in the arm and maimed him to the point where his arm had to be cut off. That way he would stop. That made no sense to me. That was one of the stories they did. 
but I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, maybe it's and this is something I've been great ranting about on Facebook is all these villain movies. We okay, I'm gonna get political, and if hey, if we lose listeners over that, that's fine. Comment, you know, let us tell us how you think. Certain people that are in office, and especially our president, that um, says the thing he says and gets away with it and does the things he does, especially about how he treats women. And now we've got all these villain movies in there. Maybe people just don't know how to deal with a character that is this straight and narrow. And, and in my eyes, is probably one of the purest characters there are. Uh, I mean, Superman-like, even to the extreme. A Boy Scout, a true Boy Scout. And, well, he hasn't done anything non-Boy Scout in this one. No, I mean... I mean, they... He never killed anybody, at least in the TV show. I haven't read it. I actually have two of the original. Brand Stoker, which is the guy who created uh, Lone Ranger and Greenhorn, both um, novels, and I've, I haven't read them yet. But he never he never killed anybody in, in TV show. He'd shoot him in the okay. in, in Maine. And at first, in the first comic they did, they did that. And it was a lot, a little bit more brutal in, in that book, more realistic, I would say, to that time frame. But I don't know. Um, I'll have to read some of the others and do more research because I'd like to see how that went. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's there's just things I don't understand, and I'm surprised that the Lone Ranger people let them. And who knows? Maybe you know. I know from talking to guys like Andy Smith that runs the comics experience and he teaches classes on how to write comics I took I don't know how many years ago uh, he was a liaison between Hasbro and IDW for a while and maybe they made changes to, that made the comic look like it is when you have a licensed property you don't have as much free reign I guess as others so I don't know maybe that's why some of the choices were made that in there. Anyway, just my opinion. Um, take it as you will. But uh, I'm I'm glad to see Lone Ranger in the comics again, or at least. Yeah, maybe they'll pull this one together. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, uh, sometimes it takes time to get get, the, get it going. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You're right. Yep. So, what else we got? That's all I got this week. I'm a little too tired to chitty chat too much. Yeah, but... I hear you. That's fine. There's a lot of news. I was so busy at work, which I didn't get an episode out last week. I'm going to record one. You were out, and actually, Murray is working. doing it. Murray's doing a seat, is actually in the United States right now. Huh. Maybe they won't let him back into Canada. Oh, he's doing a secret government. I mean, he's at a hot air balloon thing. I just got through seeing pictures of him, uh, some kind of hot air balloon convention, something. Because I just got through seeing his uh, uh, pictures on Instagram. So uh, he's he's all the way in California. Uh, 
He went to California. Yeah, he went to California. I haven't been to California lately. Oh, well, good. I been to Tired of it. I've only been to California. It's a nice place. All work-related. Uh, all right. Okay, that's it for this week, people. Uh, oh, and hey, hey, people, if you like the show, rate it iTunes, whatever your your podcast your podcast netting catching program happens to be. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, Flex, tell your girlfriend, boyfriend. Flex, if you, anybody uses Flex, it, it collects podcasts. I added it to at least my Plex server. Uh, I'm gonna try to get this on Spotify sometime. I think and uh, if you're looking for another geek podcast, I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern is funny. Oh yeah, you were telling uh, me about that. Good one. So uh, go listen to it. Let them know where you heard. Let them know that you heard about it from us. Okay, sounds good. Pardon me. Uh, and I, did, uh, uh, I, I, I missed lunch before I was doing stuff. Anyway. Oh well. Um, as always, you can send us an email at podcast at talesfromthelawnbox.com and let us know what you think there. Or you can, um, I don't know, comment on Facebook. You'll probably see it. I will. Caleb won't. He's off. Caleb's off Facebook. Anyway. Uh, What's it called? Facebook? Never heard of it. Facebook, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, or you can comment on the actual episodes (laughs) and let us know what you think there. Uh, And that is it for this week.